Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Well, good evening, folks. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, If you've never been here before, I'm Tim, the lead pastor here at the Vineyard, and so grateful all of you guys came out to celebrate Christmas Eve with us. I want to start my part of the service and sharing with us reading a scripture together. So we put this up on the screen. Are you ready? Here we go. So. To Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him. And was expecting a child. While they were there. The time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to a son. She wrapped him in cloths. And placed him in a manger. Because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior, born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in. Lord, bless the reading of your word. And we ask for your presence to be with us tonight. Lord, we celebrate your humility and your strength. Your humility in coming and being veiled in flesh. Taking on, Lord, this body that like we walk in this earth, on this earth with. You came and... Lord, you took on all the temptations and you were pure and you never fell to them. You left us a lasting example of what it means to follow you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And tonight we celebrate, Lord, your coming to earth. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Well, welcome to our candlelight service. And uh, how many of you guys have a nativity scene in your house? Many of you? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of variety of different varieties of nativity scenes. We have one that I picked up in Puerto Rico years ago on a surf trip that was made out of clay. And each part, you know, the three wise men, they were all made out of clay from Puerto Rico. And I I love that. But did you ever think about who got invited to the party? Who was invited to that that first nativity scene? It's like this, have you ever been to a party or been invited to a party and when you showed up, you realized, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here or not. (laughs) When I was dating, dating my wife before she agreed to marry me, we got invited to this thing called a debutante ball. Now, first of all, I didn't know what a debutante was. This is so out of my, my league. And, but I understood you had to wear like a tux, which was out of my league as well. But my wife, or future wife, I would have done anything for her. 
for her to marry me. I said, I'll go. I think we have a picture. There we are. <laughs> and there she is. What look, you can see, it's kind of a rough shot because this was chiseled out of stone during our <laughs> period of time. But I mean, I would have done anything for her. But we got to this party and we walked into the room at this, at this club. And man, I have never felt so out of place in my life. I was like, these folks are not my peeps. I mean, you know, the way everybody was dressed and I felt so awkward. And then they handed out this little card. I found out later it was a dance card. I didn't know what it was. And there were like four lines on it. I thought it was to make a request for the band. So I started writing down Beatles songs and Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, you know, and, and Grand Funk Railroad. And, and, and then Karen says, honey... It's like you go dance with someone. I said, what? I'm not even going to dance with you, much less somebody else. I don't dance. <laughs> but I felt so out of place. And uh, when I was thinking about the sermon tonight, sharing tonight, I thought I would take a look at those who were invited to the party. At that, at that scene in Bethlehem. And so I want you to take note of whom God wanted to be there. Now, the first one I'm going to tell you about is not necessarily, it's not necessarily in Scripture, but I feel like they were there, and that is animals. You know, it, I mean, the way those homes, the way those, <laughs> the way those homes were made in that day, the people lived upstairs, and then there was a stable downstairs. And, uh, and so, since there was a census being taken, there wasn't a whole lot of room in the city, and so when they got there, uh, probably some kin or someone told them, well, look, we've got no room, but you can stay in the stable. And so, I, you know, I imagine that there were probably some animals uh, there. Plus, when we get to the shepherds, I'm thinking, where did all the sheep go? Maybe they were there too. But I want to tell you something. There's a passage of scripture that talks about the day that Jesus, when he comes back, and he makes all things right on the earth. I want you to listen to this. Isaiah 11, 6 through 9. The wolf will lie down with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. And the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You know, when man fell, it affected all of life. It affected our environment. It affected the animals. It affected certainly us. It put a big hole between us and God. And I have to believe, I believe that there were animals there because God was giving voice to one day things will be the way they should be. Now, when some of you pet owners read this, you should really be happy. Those of you who love your dogs and the two of you who love cats. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah, one day, you know, I, I really think that part of God calling us and 
part of his great plan for us and the way it will be one day is just like we read in Isaiah. Because what Isaiah is making mention to is, like I said, the day that Jesus returns. The day he returns and he makes everything the way it was always meant to be. So, if you have Fido or you have your dog, you know, I believe one day God is going to bring peace between a dog and a cat. I believe that. And I believe this is what this says and we will all be together. And so, you know, when you go home and you look at your animal tonight or your cat, and um, <laughs> I want you to think about that. Think about Jesus' coming was not only for us, but it's for all of creation. He's going to put everything to rights. And then there were the shepherds in Luke 2, 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for the people, for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And it says, then a choir of angels started singing. Can you imagine the shepherd? They're out there with a the sheep and all of a sudden an angel shows up, gives them this, and then, oh, hallelujah. And then all these angels are there. You know, shepherds being invited to the party is really a phenomenal thing because shepherds were hardworking, but they were the bottom of the heap when it, come, when it came to society. They, they were looked at as the, like the tax collectors, even the poop sweepers that cleaned up in town. They had less rights, less civil rights. They couldn't be witnesses in court. They couldn't be a judge. They were always viewed with suspicion, yet they were a part of the invitation. They received the invitation to come. What does that say to us? I think it says two things. One, that God is very humble and that he would draw us. And two, if you feel like you're in that group of people, if you feel like I'm ostracized, I'm pushed outside, I don't have a reputation like some people do, I think there's no way God would ever take me, never accept me, never love me. Just go read that passage about the shepherds. Because they were given an invitation. They were invited to the party. And then in Matthew 2, we read about the Magi. Or what we would call, we read a while ago, or heard a while ago, the wise men. These were probably people from Persia. And they traveled a very long distance to get there. These were very smart men. Very wealthy. They would have kind of been the scientists, I guess, or astrologers of that day. And yet they got the invitation. Are you wealthy? Educated? Maybe you're from another country. You get an invitation. You have an invitation to come as well. The shepherds, the magi. Both received an invitation to be a part of that first Christmas. The welcome of the kingdom has been extended to you. And then we know Joseph was there. And we've talked about him a bit here in this church. And 
Joseph was a young man, probably in his 20s, who got shocked by the fact that the love of his wife was pregnant. And then when he says, how, she goes, by God. Can you imagine Joseph? Okay, that's different. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Joseph, what a man of integrity. Young man who decided that he would deal with her honorably. In a loving way. And then of course God intersected his life too. And included him. In this party. He received an invitation. Matthew 1.24 says. When Joseph woke up. He did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. And took Mary home. As his wife. If you're a young person. And you're facing challenges. You've received an invitation too. To the party. And then there's Mary. You know, some commentaries say Mary could have been 14 years old maybe at the time. Or 15 years old. Here's a young teenager who has a future husband who she loves. And now she's thrown into the midst of this. And I love what she says in Luke 1.38. Because after she hears what the angel says, she basically... Gives a Beatles refrain. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. That's what she said. It's in the Bible. You ever read it? It's there. Let it be. If you're a young teenager and you think you're excluded from the party, no, you've received an invitation. Just like the shepherd, just like the magi, just like Joseph, you too are included in God's plan, and he invites you to come. Look around this room tonight and think about the manger. Look at all the different kinds of people and know that every one of us have been invited to come to be a part of this. You know, there was one last person who was invited but didn't, didn't take up the invitation. His name was Herod. He was invited. You know, he could have changed everything in that moment. He could have said yes, but he didn't. The Magi told him about Jesus. He could have been a part of it too. You know, my prayer tonight is that you would be like Joseph, like Mary, like the Magi, like the shepherds. And you would RSVP and you would take the invitation seriously. And not do like Herod did and tear it up and throw it in the trash. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. Before we begin the candlelight part of the service tonight. I want to say this to those of you who are hurting we're going through a very tough time, and Christmas can be a really rough spot. I lost my dad a couple of months ago, so he's certainly on my mind tonight. And I know that you guys, many of you in this room, have loved ones on your heart. And right before, it was during the worship, during the singing, I felt like God said this. The depth of your sorrow is met by the unending depth of God's compassion and mercy.
of Christmas. Emmanuel, God is with you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the invitation to come. I pray right now in this room, Lord, that people would open up that invitation and look at it. Consider it. Consider, Lord, and respond to it. And while we're praying right now, this Christmas Eve, 2019, I would like to ask in this room, do you sense God's invitation to you? But you have not RSVP. You have not answered that call yet. You have not said yes to him. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Would you open up the invitation? Would you look at the grace and the mercy that is extended to you tonight to say yes to Christ? Say yes. And while we're praying here, I sure would like to know those of you who are saying yes tonight, would you look at me or raise your hand and just so I could see that that was you tonight and let me know. Lord, extend your invitation, Lord. Extend your invitation. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, those of us who have suffered loss tonight this beautiful late afternoon we open our broken hearts to you we ask for you to pour in your compassion and your mercy and grace fill us up with the hope that is in Christ fill us up with your love begin to heal Lord the lost Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can learn more about us by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you need prayer, you can call us or email care at seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel called to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website or text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts.